Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why for Australia to survive that we all need to work together. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Remember, as you subscribe, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us the stock market, education and trading experts to look at your favourite stocks and answer all your questions. With the US presidential election occurring in November, the media frenzy around the candidates President Trump and Democrat Joe Biden is really only just getting started. One thing that stands out like the proverbial sore thumb is that the media do not like Trump, and I must admit he often does not act as we would expect of a president to behave. So are his actions good or bad? Well, when you think about it, I'm reminded of a quote by former US President Abraham Lincoln, who said, these capitalists generally act harmoniously and in concert to fleece the people. In Australia, over the past few decades, successive governments have sold off our essential services, such as banks, utilities, telephone supply networks, and ports, among other services. So much so, there's pretty much very little left to sell. Now, these services were privatised or sold off to corporations with the mantra that it was being done for the good of the nation. But is this really the case? We are all paying more for our services and getting less in return as corporations pursue higher profits. We have also sold farms and other property to international companies and individuals so much so that ordinary Australians are rightly questioning whether our wealth and quality of life is eroding. Like or hate President Trump, one thing that is certain is his goal is to put the USA first, and he is making tough decisions to enforce this. So is it wrong to want to protect your country and your way of life? Well, COVID-19 has been a big wake-up call for many countries, including Australia, regarding the heavy reliance on the global supply chain, among other concerns. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has made some tough decisions of late and talked about doing what is right for all Australians, which is a good start. 
But I know I'm not alone in saying that many more tough decisions must be made to protect the future of Australians and its citizens. We need to support our farmers, our manufacturing, our resources, our environment, our businesses and for Australia to be owned by Australians. From what I'm hearing, many Australians support this view and say that it is long overdue. COVID-19 is just the latest challenge we are facing and no doubt will be challenged again in the future. That said, I'm not suggesting our politicians copy Trump, but maybe they need to take a leaf out of his book and do things a little differently moving forward. So as a nation, we can protect our way of life. So what were the best and worst performing sectors last week? Well, with the market falling late in the week, all sectors ended up in the red, with the best performers being consumer discretionary and communication services that were barely in the red, and these were followed by consumer staples and materials, with both down around half a percent for the week. Now, the worst performing sectors included energy, which was down over 5%, And this was followed by financials down 2.68%. And then healthcare, well, that was down 1.97%. Looking at the ASX top 100 stocks, the best performers last week included ALS Limited, which is a surprise as the stock, after being up strongly early in the week, closed up over 9%. I say it was a surprise as its price earnings ratio has nearly doubled the market average and its earnings per share is relatively flat. Therefore, the fundamentals for this stock are not really supporting the move, which has seen this stock shoot up by 100% since March of this year. Now, my guess is that retail investors are pumping up the stock for fear of missing out, which also appears to be the case for Fortescue Metals, which closed the week up almost 7%, whilst Magellan Financial Group ended the week up just over 4%. The worst performers last week included IOOF Holdings, which was down over 16%. This was followed by AMP down over 14%, and Qantas ended the week down over 11%. So, what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our SP 500 All Ordinary's Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, again, the market was quite indecisive last week with being up earlier in the week and uh, just before falling away. I think it was nearly 2% last Friday. So, let's get stuck into the chart and sort of make some sense of the market at this point in time. Now, I've left the chart as I had last week, and you can see here we've got the, the two different arrows when I thought showing you what I was thinking could possibly happen and given the market actually closed lower I mean on Thursday I, the close was right up here near the top of the bar and I thought if it stays up for the on Friday then that would been would have been the highest close we had on the market since way back here in late February early March and that would have been a good sign for it to move through to that six order 6,600 point range to get that peak but now given We've had that bar down there, it fell, we had a range of 216 points, and as I said on Friday, it fell nearly 2%, and it closed at 6058. So I'm expecting now a market to start to fall away and take on this scenario here, with that being the peak. So that 9th of June, um, actually the, the probability now that the high of 6314 on the 9th of June is the high for this period here, and we will start to move down. So how far is it going to fall? Right now, it's going to fall probably to at least that 5,594 points. 
possibly down to 5.3. If it breaks below 5.3, then uh, it could go all the way down through into here. And as I said, there's still a probability that our market or the low here in March would be challenged. It really will depend on what the US market is doing. If the US market does melt down, and it's not as strong as our market at the moment, um, it does depend on whether the technology stocks hold up or they start to fall away. If we see the NASDAQ start to fall and the S&P start to fall heavily with and the Dow, uh, then our market could quite easily come down and get down into this sort of area here near the March low. As long as we stay above it and we start to move up, that could augur well for the fourth quarter of this year. I do expect our market to find its low somewhere around um, in August into September, possibly into October, but at this point in time, I'm thinking probably around September we'll see our low. Not this month. I think we'll probably fall away for about four to six weeks down into that low. So again, looking at September. But after that, it could be some really good buying opportunities depending on how far it falls. But right now, not to be worried. I mean, it really is a lot of people saying, you know, hey, you're saying the market's going to go down. Dale, what should I do? That's why you have stop losses and exit strategies. You just don't blanket sell everything. Not everything will fall away with the market. Some stocks will still rise. That's why you need to look at everything is in individual in terms of looking at the stock that you actually own rather than the broad market. The broad market just gives you an indication of market sentiment, but the stocks will tell you whether to hold them or to sell them or to buy them indeed. But right now, I'd be very cautious about buying anything and I'd be looking more at exiting stocks. But let's get into our questions for this week. Now, the first question we have today is from P. Mam, who says, uh, would love to hear your thoughts on this little micro cap TCP. $11 million market cap, but it did 5 million EBITDA um, in the half or financial year of 2020. So let's go and have a look at the stock. Very, very small stock, $11 million. I mean, I don't even sure why it's floated from $11 million cost you a few million dollars to float but right now that looks pretty sick uh, in terms of it it is very very bearish now you're looking at it's trading at $31 which is quite interesting and we have 1.2 million shares traded in that week at the end of the 24th of July this week here we're looking at under a million shares traded at um, $31 so it's about $30 million so it's not so liquidity is not too bad in here I want to bring up volume and just see what the volume is a lot more volume here in the start here with 3.9 million in that week there uh, dropping away uh, geez I just keep an eye on this at this point in time it looks like it'll fall further um, although it has found some support here but I think if the market starts to fall away it probably will fall away but this could be one to watch being around $30 and some good volumes in here it might not be too bad but I with floats like this because there's obviously this floated only in the last two months with floats generally over 50% of the time you'll buy the stock cheaper at within that first 12 months then you buy off the float so whatever the float price was for this uh, the chances are that you could get it up cheaper than the pro float price over this next 12 months so right now I think it's a bit of a sit back and wait and see um, at this point in time it's not telling me to buy it it's just telling me to watch it at the moment but if it does take to take start to take off and volume is increasing on it I uh, look I really don't think there'll be an issue with that I think it might be a nice little stock for you to do or for, for you to get into now the next question we got is one from Andrew who asks hi Dale thanks as always for your videos that's my pleasure Andrew uh, my question is on BWX limited he bought in at three during the COVID low and looking at participating in their upcoming share purchase plan at 
$3.40. Where do you see the, the trends of this stock leading to? Would I be better off waiting for later the year drop? All the best, Andrews. Ah, geez. I know a lot of people say to me, you know, I should, should I wait for the drop on this stock? But then you, you could be waiting for two, three, four years without even looking at the chart. That's what I say. And again, you need to look at what it's doing. Obviously, the share purchase plan at $3.40 is a little bit above where you bought it. I think you've made about 10% on your purchase price at the moment. Let's bring it up on the chart and have a bit of a look here so you can see here. Um, yeah, you've done okay. It's looking all right on there. It's looking all right through here. I, I actually don't mind this stock. Uh, whether you get a drop, I don't know, but they're ringing around 340. So look, if you have a read of the share purchase plan at the moment, if the deal looks pretty good, uh, then I don't have any issues with buying some more of it. But generally share purchase plans for most retail investors, you don't most retail investors don't have a lot in the stock. So they might only buying a few extra shares and it's like, well, you know, is it really beneficial to you when you start crunching all the numbers about what you've got to do and how you do it? But right now, I like this stock. It looks okay. Um, I, it may not fall away. It looks like it's a little bit of out of sync with the marketplace, but you know, it may drop back over the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't expect much if um, if it's uh, got a um, the share purchase plan there for it. I wouldn't expect the market to do much on this stock at this point in time until that's completed. Because obviously, if you can get it cheaper off the share purchase plan, then why would you buy it on the open market for more? That doesn't make sense. So again, don't expect too much from this until all of that's sort of settled and then have another good look at it. But read the, read the offer. If it makes sense to you, then I don't have an issue with you um, getting into that if it makes sense to you. But again, you need to make the decision. It's not sort of something um, I generally participate in a lot of the share purchase plans and those buybacks and all sorts of other things that get offered in corporate actions. Um, probably 90% of them I don't even participate in once I looked at the frying print, but this might be a good one. You never know. The next question we have is from Dan who asked, um, hi Dale, great video again. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate the effort you and Janine put into these videos each week. I'd love to have your input on PBH. I bought at $1.76 purely on speculation and sold most just under $5. They're starting to develop a foothold in the US sports betting market and looks promising. Hoping to buy some more soon. Any feedback or review of the stock would be of value. Thanks. The book is fantastic. Cheers, Dan. Um, sports bet holdings. So that's what you're talking about here. So let's bring it up i think it's is it sports bet holding no it's not the one of the other ones isn't it uh, points bet holdings there's one of, i knew it was one of those points betting type companies looking all right isn't it? i know you know when you're seeing times like these people at home with the covid19 look i really don't uh, people do bet more they do gamble more it's generally when you get recessions and depressions people gamble more they drink more they do little things like that because it's their bit of enjoyment and also a lot of people like to gamble because it's that that hope, they live in hope of making a big, that's why um, Tats Lotto, you know, the lotto is so huge. People, you just see them lining up for the chance to win a million dollars and the chances of somebody winning a million dollars, I think, is less than getting bitten by a shark, especially at the moment in Australia, there's been a lot of shark attacks. Um, but again, you don't buy companies just based on that, but you do see these generally do quite well. This stock is looking all right, a little bit weak the last few weeks. We're seeing, you know, a little bit of indecision there on the opens and closes, but it does look all right. I do like it. Um, so I don't have much of an issue with it. Obviously, there's a lot of competition in the US with these sorts of things. I know we've got a few companies in Australia that are trying to get into that market or have been over the last few years, but this looks all right. So um, I don't have an issue with it. So it's a really good question, Dan, but thanks 
thanks for asking the question. It, it really does. It brings these stocks in front of my mind uh, or front of my face pretty much because I generally don't look at some of these sorts of stocks that, that, that people do bring up. Uh, pretty much all the stuff that Janine and I look at is top 100 stocks, mainly because obviously that's what we're trading for our clients. But the next question we got is from P. Daly, who says, G'day, Dar, love the show. Thoughts on Woodside Petroleum as a long-term investment. So let's get into Woodside. It's great, nice, big blue chip stock. So let's have a bit of a look at it on the chart. I'll bring it up on the screen there so you can have a good look at it. Woodside's been quite bearish. Obviously, energy, as you saw, is one of the worst performing sectors last week in the last week but energy is not doing very very well at the moment Woodside's not looking very good at the moment very much falling away didn't come back too much after that low into March you can see here that March low with the COVID it didn't really pull back up and even looking at that weekly chart it's still not looking strong at the moment this is a stay away at right now um, I would expect you've got further falls it probably could go to 18 pulse away even down to $16 at this point in time but I would suggest $19 would be in trouble but more likely around that 18 to $16 mark it would get down to it starts to find some support there then I don't have an issue because it's a great company uh, Woodside is a great company but energy is looking weak at the moment and a lot of energy stocks are looking weak but that excites me because look for what's going down especially good stocks if good stocks are going down they'll eventually turn to go up and what I mean by eventually is eventually it may not be next week or next month it may not even be next year maybe two or three years away but eventually good stocks get too cheap and when they get too cheap that's when everybody starts buying them again and if you're watching them and just watching them you know you don't need to watch them once a month for them to start moving up you don't need to spend every day or every week on them just once a month's fine but when you get good stocks that are falling away eventually they'll start to rise and they'll be good to put into your portfolio but uh, thanks for sending in your questions and thanks for watching uh, this video until or well watching till the end of the video i really do appreciate it but if you do have a question for me that you'd like me to answer, just stick them below in the chat and I'll get answering them. So get your fingers on your keyboard and get typing. Now remember that here on this channel we do these Monday Mark Reports every single week. And we do a live stream every Tuesday night, 7 to 8 p.m. That's the Australian Stock Market Show. Remember, hit the subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so you know when we go live with our latest videos. I'm Dale Gillam. Goodbye, good luck and good trading. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.